Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we're discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. Hello, I'm Twanda Black and welcome to Good News. Enjoy our special guest today. She's a book author, Darlene Rude Allen. Let's go. How are you? This is everybody. This is Darlene. I have to say that name right because I've seen it so many different ways. Darlene Rude Allen. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. Good, 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 good. It's so good to have you. Uh, welcome to Good News. Certainly you have some good news for us. Um, you've written books. Um, you've done a lot of things in your life, but I want you to talk about uh, your beginnings. You know, you, you mm. talked a lot about your mom in your books and I love that. So talk about your beginnings, how you were raised. Oh my goodness, I was born in uh, Waycross, Georgia at home. Um, I am raised in Waycross. I was educated in Waycross, Georgia. I moved from Waycross at 27 and came to Atlanta. So I had humble beginnings and uh, I am so grateful for the love that she showed me. Uh, it's made me who I am today. And I thank God for what he taught me along the way the trials and the tribulations, the marriages, the divorces, and uh, all the things that he gave me. He didn't bless me with children, but I have more than I could have ever had as a guy. Amen. <laughs> so I'm grateful. Your mother sounds like a wise woman. I mean, you quote her all the time. I do, I do. <laughs> and I, we, we called her Dia, you know. Um, Dia taught us a lot, and uh, as a parent of, two girls and a boy. Um, she, I, I used to say she was the meanest woman in the world, but it made me a better woman. Uh, and she knew what she was dealing with, with me. So mm -hmm. she had to be firm and keep her hand uh, in leadership and guidance because she saw in me what I couldn't see. And right. she made me um, go to church, pray, mm -hmm. say prayers, read the Bible. Uh, you have to pause at the commas and stop at the periods. You know, you can't just read this book as if you're reading some comic book. So wow. uh, she made us take our time. And when we had to have the longest Easter speech, uh, she would make <laughs> sure that you knew your part, you know, and you had to say it, uh, all four verses, just as it was written because she had the paper. So she uh -oh. knew what was supposed to be said. Right, right. So you, you practice and when I would start um, public speaking, um, as a teenager, she would read my messages and she would say, no, take that out. No, you can't say that. And uh, you got to go back. Where did you find that? You know, oh. and didn't have scriptures to support you. Uh, she would not allow you to say that. Was there an educator? She sounded like an educator. My grandmother was at Tuskegee, I was told, the day that I was born. My mother was a homemaker for a very long time. Um, and then when we all got in school, then she started working for the hospital in Waycross and mm -hmm. she worked in the x-ray department um, and she was uh, 
just one of them. My grandmother had a very firm hand, and yes, she just yes. kind of followed in my grandmother's tracks. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, at my grandmother was an educator, and you had to walk straight and stand tall, and you couldn't use nicknames and things of that sort. Oh yeah, so, oh, yeah. yeah. So she was yeah. uh, Big Mama was what they really need today is big mama a true big mama right right she was the true <laughs> Look, big mama not, not the ggs and the mm -mm. memes uh -uh. that's right that's mama. right that's right yes, she was a true big yes. mama you know <laughs> yeah so talk about I'm, your talk about your career as you you know came into yourself and and i know you did a lot of things but there's one particular thing i want you to talk about and that would be barbering <laughs> Because as you said, there have been many, many endeavors. But um, I was employed at Grady, and uh, the CEO laid off about 200 people in one day. And God said, what would you do if your name had been on the list? Mm. <sighs> that was a big question. Yes. Um, because I had nothing to step back to. And I went to school at... Um, the school was called, is called, because it is still open, it's called Profile Institute of Barbara Styling, and uh, a plug for them, they are on Cleveland Avenue right here in, in Atlanta. Hmm. I went over and I started going to school at night, and I became a barber student. I gained a love for barbering. I gained a love for the people and the conversations and the camaraderie and all of the things that went along with it. And I went ahead and I gained my barber license. I uh, took the test and passed it the first time. Then I loved it so much, I said, I need to pursue this more. And the only thing that you could do was become an instructor. Well, little did I know that as an instructor, I really fell in love with the job. I got my instructor license and I worked as an instructor. And when Grady said to me um, in June of 2011, well, I'm gonna have to escort you over to human resources because you're being terminated uh, in the RIF. Um, I called at, I was let go at like 11.30. By 12.30, I had completed the paperwork. And when I walked out, I called the boss at Profile and I said, I need a job. And he said, be here at 1.30. Mm. You can start teaching the class. And I started teaching that day, the same day. Wow, wow. The same day. And I, I stayed there until 2018. Um, mm -hmm. um, once the school was sold, then there was, you know, financial difficulties for a while and they're rebuilding and they're going forward and I'm so happy for them but uh, my life took a different turn and uh, so I've kind of been going through ups and downs but I'm still working and God still has me in his care and it'll be a part of the testimony in the next book All right, now. <laughs> I'm just grateful for the that's what, really where I started working on the attributes of a godly woman and the mm -hmm. to a godly woman. So that's the connection for me is yes. that um, from the barbering school and your yes. experience there, yes. you wrote this book about the attributes of a godly yes. woman. So talk about how that's connected, how that came about. Well, you know, um, standing around with the students and they started to 
talk about their personal life and some of them would open up and you know some of them would be getting the phone calls from their girlfriends and they would go out in the parking lot and argue for a while and they would come back and sometimes it wasn't really a pleasant conversation but they started to reveal things and uh, I uh, started to listen and I would hear what he said and what she said and how mm -hmm. they felt about what was going on in their life and you know, I, they knew that I was um, ministering and they knew that, you know, well, Miss Allen, I just can't do this and I just can't do that. And I said, you can do all things through Christ. And, you know, so I started to listen to what they said and God started to guide me um, into different areas of, you know, the topics in the book, the, the patience. And, you know, he started pointing out the, in, uh, the people in the Bible who had gone through some of the same things with relationships that they were going through. And I tried to use the book to encourage mm -hmm. and motivate them to understand that nothing is new. Um, I wanted to give them solutions because that's what they were seeking. And it wasn't always the female um, in the, the barber class mm -hmm. that was having the problems. Sometimes it was the male that was having the problems, but I had to write it from the perspective that God had given me. And it was to fulfill the lack of knowledge of how to handle the personal relationships outside of themselves without getting physical, without getting violent, without using profane language. Mm. So it was difficult at, at some points, but I had students who would come back and thank me. Um, for, for guiding them and for, as they say, for bringing them down. Um, but it was a calming experience. And I try to stay calm, even though on the inside, sometimes you feel like you want to explode. Yeah. You have to keep your feet grounded uh, in order to walk the walk and talk the talk and live the life because it's easy. And I say quite frequently, season your words with sugar, make them nice mm -hmm. and sweet. But you mm -hmm. never know the day those are going to be the words that you have to eat. Ah. So I thank God that he kind of taught me along the way how to use what my mama had taught me. Because Dear would say things like season your words with sugar. Mm -hmm. You know, it would guide you through the process and you couldn't see it at the time. But as life unfolded, you would oh my goodness that's what she was trying to tell right, me right you know and then when i look back over my life and i look back and i see how he has brought me and kept me how i'm still under a roof and i still got a flow up under my feet you know because the roof could have been a bridge and the flow could have been the ground mm. but you know by god's grace he allowed me the opportunity to share with other people what he was putting in me i couldn't see it at the time but I thank him so much today. You know, because you look at, um, you know, the the young ladies and some mm -hmm. of them unchurched, some mm -hmm. of them not parented because their parents are still yeah. out there. So, so to speak. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's the plight. Uh, and that's what God placed on your heart. You were right in the midst of that to be able to help these young lady and these young men um be able to see their way through and you added jesus in there too on top of yes 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 mm -hmm. yes yes i had to keep him in it because he kept me in yes i yes. had to um you know and when i was working on the second book um one of the chapters is titled what's your temperature yeah i like that one 
<laughs> he um he revealed to me, you know, it was like, okay, are you five hundred when it really just costs for two fifty? Right. <laughs> are you speeding? You know, are, are you speeding down a road that you really supposed to be doing thirty five miles an hour? And sometimes we get so caught up yeah. in the drama, and we get ourselves it wound up where we really just need to be calm. Yeah. And our parents were so wise in teaching us. You know, my mother would say things like when I did something wrong, she said, I'm going to whip you. Okay, well, you know, you don't already scared me now. I'm already in trouble, so let me go and get the belt. And I went and got the belt one day, and I laid the belt across her lap. And uh, she said, you don't tell me when to whip you. <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> so I had to wait. I had to be patient and wait. And I'm talking about I had to wait for some time. And when she corrected me, because I was the kind of child that, you know, my mother always said I was a scary child. Mm -hmm. I don't like fighting to this day. My sister and my brother would fight over me and I would be in the middle trying to break up the fight. Um, and they wanted me to learn how to fight. And I just never did. I, I was never good at being hit. And when my peers would, you know, how children want to fight, I would say, hold up just a minute. And I would go and get my sister and say, they want to fight me. And my sister would come in. Oh, you want to fight my sister? And okay, the fight is on now. Right, right. But I never learned how to be that kind of fighter. Mm -hmm. And my sister and my brother was wanting me to stand up. And I had to learn how to stand in a different manner. If I couldn't talk my way through it, then I didn't want to deal with it. Exactly. So, you know, my mother told me, she said, you you need to write down what you're thinking. You, yeah. And she gave me my first diary. And oh, then I yeah. learned how to write and I learned how to journal. And, and mm -hmm. I was a sickly child. So as in my sickness, I learned how to, I have several books in the house that are just not put together but uh, I have several stories that I can tell of how I was sick and my mother would be right there with me uh, when I had my last major surgery she was on her deathbed oh, and she said um, go ahead and have the surgery I, and I went ahead and I had the surgery and right after I had the surgery I had the surgery in November and the next January, my mother passed away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in the process of it, just having her on the top side of the ground right. made healing a whole lot easier to deal with. And I still today have the flowers that she sent me because she said, I'm going to go away. But these flowers, and she sent me some silk flowers, and she mm -hmm. said, they'll, they'll be with you. And those flowers have been with me for 33 years. Amen. Amen. You wrote the book, the second book, where you're talking about the temperature, what's your temperature, mm -hmm. the promise to the godly woman. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's a great book. I want to talk about one particular chapter in this book. Okay. And that is being flawless. I think that society has, you know, given us this, this um, environment of you have to be flawless. Mm -hmm. uh, your eyes have to be flawless. Your hair has to be close. Have to you have to be flawless from head yes. to toe. Yes. And um, 
So people out here, women and men, are out here striving mm -hmm. for, for for that model of right. lawless. You know, yeah. it, it's to me, it's like um, when people say you have to have uh, home life balance or work life balance, and I said there's no such thing. It really <laughs> isn't. So so talk about that chapter. I just really want you to focus in on that chapter about being flawless. Well. I, I began the chapter with the question, and my answer was, you can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't. You just can't. <laughs> I went on to say, you know, Romans tells us that, you know, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And, and when we look at where we are, in order to be flawless, you got to be a baby. And, it, it, and you can't, you've not been over a man at all. You've not cried too many times. You didn't have your mom change your diaper too many times. <laughs> it, you're still flawless. But if you lived an hour, you, you're no longer flawless. Right. Because David said, in, in sin, my mother did conceive me. So when we look at this particular chapter, I wanted people to realize that God hears you. He loves you. He is not mad at you, as Joel Osteen said. He is not mad at you. He is madly in love with you. And I take that to heart. And mm -hmm. that was part of the chapter. When I wrote it, I said, believe it or not, um, when we look at, well, I said, you have to accept the life of Jesus, his miracles, his birth, his death, his resurrection, and his return. Because we, we are, my mother said, you can worship whoever you want to worship when you get out of my house. But as long as you live in my house, you're going to worship Jesus the Christ because he's the only one that came for you. He lived for you. He set an example for you. He died for you. And he's coming back for you. So in your mistakes, you have to realize that God loves you. And he sent Jesus as the example that, yes, Jesus was human, but he was divine. And in his divinity, he saved us and gave us an opportunity to be changed. So when we look at being flawless, I look at it as a chapter in the book that I'm telling you, the worst things that you can do is feel like you're fooling yourself all the time. You can't fool yourself. You might right. fool me. Mama used to say, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time. Right. It's going to come out. The real you. So we got to stop looking through the window and start looking in the mirror. And mm -hmm. when we look in the mirror, then we will realize that flawlessness is just a part of growth. When we look at the growth in our life, when we look at how God has brought us through situations and circumstances, as they said, over hills and over and through the valley, <laughs> with us all the time. Mm -hmm. And when is with us, we have to realize that he said, if you confess your sins, I'm faithful and I'm just. I'm going to forgive you of your sins, but yet, now you got to understand, I'm going to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So it, there has to be a change. In order to move from flawed to flawless, we have to put God first. When we wake mm -hmm. up in the morning, we wake up before our feet hit the floor, that's when we start to pray. Yes. When we when we get out of the bed and realize that you're standing up and you didn't fall to the floor, that your skin is still holding your organs in, hmm. then again, give God the glory. And once you realize that, you know, I went to the bathroom and I did 
had the opportunity to come back out of there cleaner than I went in. Then the same situation with your, your life and your sins and your shortcomings, you have to realize that God is the one that does the cleansing. He is the one that opens up the door for us to be strengthened. And his promise to us is if we live and confess with our mouth, believe in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead, then we will be saved. Not saved is being changed. It's being strengthened. It's being cleansed from those things that we used to do. And now that we look back and say, I'm more mature. We're not perfect, but we're maturing. As we mature in Christ, as we grow in him, and the knowledge that he gives us, then we become flawless. Then we look at things that we used to do and say, oh, wow, what was I thinking? Oh, really? <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I was just That's asking. right. That's so right. So when we look at this chapter, at the end of it, I talk about the promise being from Romans 5 and 8. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That within itself resonated in my spirit. Regardless of what I have done, he knows. He was right. there when I did it. That's he saw right. it. He heard it. Before but you did I, it. <laughs> absolutely, before. And he, that's why he died. Because yeah. before I could commit the sin, he said, I'm going to die and redeem. I'm going to set an example that she has a way out of what she has done wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's up to us to accept what he has done. It's up to us to take what we have learned along the journey because it is a journey. It, it is. is. It is. A, it's, it's not one day. It's a lifetime. It's a lifetime. A, yeah. 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 So and it can we, be, it can be a beautiful journey as well. Absolutely. Uh, um, Darlene, tell everybody where they can find your books. I have, I have some right here at house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That they would email me. Um, it, they can email. Um, it's I pronounce it undercover angel, but it's not spelled undercover angel. It's U N D C V R A N G E L at yahoo.com. You un you email me, and I will get you a copy of both of the books. They're um, still for sale. I, I'm mm -hmm. making. I want to make sure that they are on Amazon where they were. Um, but we want you to be able to get it quickly. So that's why I gave you my email address so you can call me uh, on my cell phone. If I don't answer, please leave me a message and I promise I'll call you back. Um, I don't say that lightly. I take it as a valued call because you didn't have to take the time to call me and my greeting is going to let you know that. So I All thank right. you for this opportunity. I look forward to uh, the, the books that are yet to come. All right. We look forward to that too. Uh, such a sweet spirit. We have enjoyed you today, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Darlene Rude Allen. She's also a minister, but we didn't get a chance to really get into that, but you can tell she's a minister. Well, thank you so much for joining us thank today. Thank you so much for having me and I've enjoyed being here. God bless. And thank you for joining us today on Good News. I'm Twanda Black. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please just email us or contact us at thepgnetwork.org. Thepgnetwork.org. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you next time. God bless.